Bob. He's a four-time tire rotation champion. When he was a baby, his first words were automatic transmission fluid. Bob's so cool, he has engine coolant running through his veins. And then there's Kyle, also known as Premium Unleaded. Legend has it that Kyle can change your oil with his toes and that he can tell your tire's air pressure just by how you're walking. He's Bob, he's Kyle, and every Saturday morning they morph together to form the greatest superhero known to man, Mr. Mechanic. Check engine lights don't stand a chance. This is the Mr. Mechanic Show on 1110 KFAB. Good Saturday morning to you. This is the Mr. Mechanic Show. 558-1110 the numbers to get in and uh, give us a call. We'll talk about your car, the cars that you had, cars you've seen, cars you're working on, cars you're thinking about buying, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, we are Buchanan Service Centers at 50th and Dodge, 80th and Dodge, Guaranteed Breaks, 49th Avenue and Dodge. And we're also on uh, podcasts. So if, look for us on your favorite podcast, iHeartRadio, of course, and um, all the other ones that are out there. Mechanics so, Worldwide. Mechanics World, yeah, the mechanic, Mr. Mechanic Universe. So if you don't see us or you, maybe you're not listening to us now, but at least you can catch us later. Yeah. I mean, you, you call in and then you go back and fix that. You never go right out to the car to fix it, do you? Now you got to finish yeah. your TV show and then you got to go to the yeah. parts store. Then you come we back. eat, take a nap, and we'll make a phone call and we'll get to it. <laughs> and then there goes, what did those guys say about turning that wrench over on that side, about left, you know, blah, 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 blah. So yeah, that way you can get back to it, see what it is. Kind of kind of misty out there today. Kind of kind of cold, but, you know, better than it was before. The, the battery sales have gone down a little bit because I think we replaced them all. Yeah. Or nearly We've all. Got time to restock the shelves finally. You know, it's interesting that I noticed, um, you know, I've already had this happen a couple of times, a couple of batteries that, that, that we don't sell, but they came in with a, we already had to jumpstart a couple of brand new batteries. Oh yeah. You know, it's, um, and we just tell them to take it back and just kind of warranty it out. And, you know, usually your failure rate is maybe 3% for kind of low, Yeah. but you'll get a, a bad one because they, uh. You know, you got a, it's just like a Budweiser beer. You got a born on date, mm-hmm. and then it sits on the shelf. Yeah. And uh, most of the time they don't go bad, but sometimes they do. So new doesn't always mean new, depending on what it is that you're, what it means you're doing. Never ever worked. Really? <laughs> yeah, it can be. Yeah. It certainly can be. Hasn't it worked yet. Depends on where it's coming from. Made sure. to work. Made to work. It. Supposed to work. Plugged in right. That's. Uh, <laughs> You know that kind of ebbs and flows too on parts. Sometimes you, you don't have any issues. Sometimes you got you get a bunch of uh, things that are made on a Friday afternoon about three o'clock. We assume you know we've all gotten that part that just didn't work, and you're like, well, now what's the problem? Yeah, luckily we don't have a lot of that. It's no, just enough to keep you frustrated, but not on a continual everyday basis. Things have gotten a lot better. Cars have gotten a lot better. Yeah. I had another one uh, this week also that said um, I can't be, I can't be out of oil. I got to remember the, I can't be out of the oil. The sticker on the window says I have another thousand miles left to go to on my oil change. Mm. I, to which I said my my response is that's not how that works. Yeah, oil is oil. There should be a gallon of milk in the fridge. Grocery days Friday. <laughs> <laughs> So, I just a reminder, just a little PSA, a little reminder, check your oil. Um, 
go six and seven, and some manufacturers recommend ten. And and wow, ten's a lot. I don't on a brand new car. I... You, on a brand new car, you should be okay. But I mean, if this car's got 30, 40, 50,000 miles on it, and you're changing oil four times, five times by the time you hit fifty thousand miles, and you're not checking the oil, you you just need to. It's just one of those things. Yeah, it's an engine. It consumes things. The problem is, is the downside to this is that even the basic engine, um, I think we're doing one, you know, here right now on on a on a car, and it's it's five to eight thousand dollars just on a basic engine. So you could yeah. you could jump that into, uh, you know, you could double triple that. Double some and, of these cars, double and triple Talking that. Volkswagen, you know, some of the top end cars. Easily yeah. ten to fifteen. So you take a car that's in pretty good driving car and in great shape because you've taken care of it. Now it's all of a sudden it's a twelve thousand dollar repair. Now you've just the car's done. You throw it away because it's it's not worth repairing with that kind of expense. Yeah. And what happens? You get into a Jaguar or a Maserati or a Range Rover, and they don't they don't have sticks on those. You no. have to, you're you, buying the car all over again <laughs> just to get it fixed. Just to get it fixed. You got to go buy the. Uh, those cars are frustrating because they don't have a dipstick. You just got to go by the computer, and uh, most time the computer is correct, but um, it's just something about being able to check it. It gives you that satisfaction of I did it. I think it's okay. Yeah, you got something tangible in your hands. I, I know I'm ready it's to in go. There. Yeah, I'm ready to go on a four-hour trip, and I don't have to worry about that for four hours. So, why don't we head over to the first call? We're going to go to uh, what Jerry. Jerry's got an 18 Equinox. Jerry, what's up? Uh, yeah, it's a 2018 Equinox, and I had to go, when I went and picked it up, we had to jump it, because it wouldn't start, wouldn't turn over, no lights, no nothing, and then uh, we went, and I got a new battery put in it, and when I installed the new battery, when I got in the driver's side door, are you there? Yeah. We're here. Okay. When I got in, the, after I got the new battery installed i got in the driver's side door the uh seat belt light was on that dinging you know that dinger thing mm-hmm. was on check uh the uh engine light was on and then the uh push button to start the car it was on and uh i tried to start it it didn't do anything so i got out and checked all the seat belts around i thought maybe it's a seat belt and when i went over to the passenger side front door i opened it up and checked that seat belt and i slammed that door walked back around and got in the driver's side everything was off tried to start it starts up just fine but i'm wondering is there something in that passenger side door that would have caused all that no, not really. Not really. I doubt it. I think what happened is that when you jump-started that car, you turned the mm-hmm. key on. It had low voltage in the battery. You jump-started it. Um, now all, mm-hmm. the, all the computers and everything in that car are down, are down to very low voltage, two, three, four volts. It takes a minute. Mm-hmm. It takes a minute. Yes. It's just like There's what, a couple mm-hmm. of them that, you know, GM is one, Chrysler's another. You put one in there, and you hit the button, and you're like, okay, nothing's working. And you cycle it mm-hmm. one or, once or twice, then you're good. Yeah, it's just. Oh, like, okay. Yeah. Um, I mean, it, there was no lights, no nothing, and mm-hmm. uh, I. And after I put the new battery in it, I just 
I must have did something wrong because all these yep. yeah, things and you're, are going. And, sometimes you got to clear all the codes out of everything in order to get it. Maybe you set a you probably set a bunch of codes in it with a low, low voltage. voltage. Yeah, I mean when and you the, hit that button, I mean. 40 different modules have to talk within two milliseconds. Yeah. It's no different. It's a lot. Yeah. It's no different than you getting up in the morning, your feet hit the floor, and you got to wait a minute until you start walking. <laughs> yeah. You just got to do your system check. Definitely. Yeah. You got to get your sea legs out. Well, that's kind of what the yeah. uh, this is all about. It's just electronics, and it had to figure out okay, now I got full power. Oh, great. Now he's talking to other modules. Every, okay. Everything's looking good. Yeah. Now. Yeah. Okay. So now, uh, what what voltage is that alternator supposed to put out? I do check it. Fourteen four. You know, fourteen four is. Uh, the, it puts out uh, about thirteen seven at idle. It's mm-hmm. your that's your base. And if I yep. turn everything on inside, it jumps up to about fourteen seven or eight. Sure, your, your, sounds your, like it's working great. It does. Your parameter is probably anywhere from thirteen seven up to about fifteen two. Nine times out okay. of ten, it's going to run 14.5, uh, and that's kind of what we look at. Um, uh-huh. But anywhere that's a little close to that, we're okay with, you know. Okay. Yeah, it was It was right up there to, well, I turned off, you know, it's got heated seats. I turned all those on, yep. the fan on high, all the high beams, sure. everything I could think to turn on, and then I checked it with a voltmeter on the battery, and it was putting out... 14 almost 15 yeah. 14 8 yeah so by the time Nine, you got like by the time you got around to the car to open and close and shut all the doors and grab the seat belts it had already figured out what it was done and then it shut the light out so yeah you're okay right. cuz it had me stumped for about 2 or 3 minutes there and i yeah. said uh oh i'm going to just connect that battery <laughs> yeah things weren't like they are in the old days you just have to kind of cycle through all the electronic stuff so if it gives you more problems, okay. give us a call back. Appreciate the call, Jerry. I will. Thank you. You bet. We're going to take a quick break on the Mr. Mechanic Show. We'll be back in a minute. This goes out to my mechanic, Steve. I've got you under my engine. I've got you fixing my car again. So deep in my car that you're really a part of it. I've got you under my engine. I tried to fix it myself. I would say to my wife, back off, I know what I'm doing here. But now I can't take any more of that nagging in my ears. It won't stop. So now I've got you under my engine. I sacrificed everything in our savings for the sake of doing it myself. In spite of that nagging voice that would come from my wife telling me to go to hell. Don't you know, mechanic, you always win. It's an actuality. Yes, sir, you have the finality. So each time I pop the hood, I think of you and I stop just before I begin. Cause I've got you. Yes, I've got you. Uh, for a hefty price 
under my engine. Actually, it's not too bad. Yeah. The Mr. Mechanic Show is brought to you by Buchanan Service Center. Two locations, 79th and Dodge and 50th and Dodge in Omaha. We are back on the Mr. Mechanic Show. 558-1110 is the numbers to get in. We're just going to jump right back into the calls. They've been patiently waiting. Dean's got a 21 Silverado. Dean, what's up? Yeah, I've got a 21 Silverado. I took it in the other day to get uh, all the oil change and service done to it. Mm -hmm. And uh, the uh, service guy there recommended that I get, uh, aside from that, get the front rear differential transfer case uh, oil changed in that. Uh, I've got about 40,000 on it. They recommended... Thirty to forty thousand miles. Just wonder if that's the right right time to do that. Seems a little a little early. Seems a little early. I mean, a lot of that stuff is sixty uh, to eighty somewhere. Yeah, I'd I pro- would buy. Yeah. yeah, yeah, a lot. Most like your transmission services get done right about sixty. Um, and there are some vehicles out there that go up into the hundred range or or non-serviceable at all i, I don't really well, yeah know. i mean we're using all synthetic fluids in these and they just don't break down like the conventionals yeah yeah and yeah they they kind of said well the oil's getting dirty in it and might need changing but uh i mean it just gets regular use it's nothing sure. uh nothing critical yeah and if you're hauling trailers and things like that we kind of recommend you maybe do it a little bit earlier and pulling hard with it but no i i you could probably you said you're getting close to fifty on it. I'd I'd probably wait till you're fifty five, sixty and service them that way. Then when you go on every fifty, sixty thousand miles, you you should be fine. You'll be fine. Okay, that sounds good. Now I got one more question, if I yeah, could. Uh, sure. On on their recommendations, they've got uh, fuel induction service, uh, and then they got fuel injection service. I'm just wondering what's the difference there. Well. You got what engine do you got in this car? Is it direct injected? It's a five three. Okay. Yeah, it's going to be direct injected. So right. your your injectors are shooting right into the cylinder. It's not like the old days where they were in the intake and they cleaned the tops of the valves. So you've got a you've got to get in there, and it's two separate services. One's gonna you're going to put in the tank, and it's going to run through the fuel injectors, clean those out internally. The second one is going to clean the tops of those valves because they get a lot of carbon built up on them because there's nothing there to clean them. Yeah. You used to get, your injector used to be high in the intake. So then all that fuel wash would come down and just clean everything off and it would be nice and clean. Now, like Kyle says, it's it's just, it's direct injected. It's right down into the cylinder. So all, all of that stuff just looks horrible in there so the looks like a cave it does it looks like a what stalactites hanging off the ceiling i think that's what it is yeah. stalactite or stalagmite i can never remember which one it is one or the other but it looks it looks like a haunted you know halloween show in there sometimes when you pull them apart so the induction service for sure um the fuel injection service you can do that through the the uh, service port or just pour some into the to the gas tank and use Use a good cleaner. Don't get the dollar store yeah. brand. Yeah, you know? don't. If, if you're buying stuff uh, that's two dollars and forty five cents a can, you're just making yourself feel good. You're not doing anything. Uh, buy something. Yeah, I heard. 
Oh, I've heard seafoam is recommended to be a good product. Yeah. Would you use that? Yeah, we use, uh, there's a BG product, 44K, that we use, and, and most people in the industry will use that also for fuel injection cleaner. Use it with a full tank. Mm-hmm. But, you know, it's 30, it's 20, 30, 40 bucks for a can of concentrated that does does that. And uh, But that's what you want. You want something that's concentrated so you can run 22 gallons of this stuff through. And that's mm-hmm. it's not going to happen in a gallon and a half. It's going to it's going to take. So that's what we know. How often do. would you recommend that? How often would you recommend putting that in the uh, fuel tank? Uh, at least once a year. You can do it twice a year if you want. Uh, okay. Gasoline is so much cleaner than it used to be twenty years ago. I mean, we used to get plugged up fuel filters all the time. Now that that truck you have doesn't even have a fuel filter. It's all. Uh, screened off the bottom of the fuel pump inside the tank and it just fuel filters are just kind of going away some cars mm-hmm. still have them but they yeah. don't have them by and large i think half the manufacturers have gone away from them so gas is just way way cleaner than it used to be okay i think you've answered all my questions appreciate your help you bet. thank you appreciate the call we're gonna head over to dave dave's got a 94 gmc pickup got a goodie but a oldie yeah. My girlfriends call it a garbage truck because it's so beat up. Yeah, who cares? But anyway, still running. Yeah, yeah. My problem is this. I had to change the radiator in it, and uh, when I did that, I don't get any heat out of my heater now. Is there something wrong? Uh, did I do something wrong or what? When you put the new radiator in, you filled it up with coolant, you let it run for a half hour or so? Yeah. Okay, there's no more air in the system? I I don't is that what's doing it my, my my the blower runs on my on my heater but it doesn't generate any heat at all okay and that's okay I can live with that for now anyway but no do I, mean, I have an air pocket I would bet that there's probably if you had heat before and that's the only thing you've changed that's where I'm headed yeah so that just has um that older one should just have an upper and lower hose and that's it yeah probably one coming yeah. off the intake and one that goes right back to the radiator yeah it doesn't have any bypass some of the early models 07 to 13 will have a bypass and they, those can cause problems but well the no. temperature gauge temperature gauge is okay it, it hasn't changed that any. Uh, is it, does it hurt the engine at all to just keep driving it the way it is? Unless you overheat it. Yeah. Let's, I mean, that's your only risk. There's a big air pocket there somewhere still. Otherwise, you, some sh- of these, you should have heat. Yeah. Some of these weren't that easy to bleed out because, I mean, you have 10 feet, yeah. of, 10 feet of heater hose on that car. Yeah. 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 And But I... But as long as uh, as long as I watch uh, Temp Gay, I mean, I, I think that's going to be in a junkyard in probably six months. But uh, <laughs> I mean, is there any? Do I worry about it damaging anything, leaving it the way it is? Not long as it's, as long as you watch temperature gauge and it doesn't overheat, you're okay. I would okay. I would fill it up and run it, and then I would uh, let it cool off, and I would double check it first thing in the morning and see that if the radiator is empty or low, and okay. if it is, gotcha. And and is it, does it have any radiator cap on it? Yeah. Okay. Then I would run it for a while, make sure it doesn't overheat, and then I would check it first thing in the morning and fill it appropriately because once it once it sits overnight, a lot of times those air bubbles will come up. and Will uh, come out. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, one quick question. I'd like to ask any need to replace the uh, uh, radiator cap or thermostat. That, uh, it's running a normal temperature when it runs. Uh, radiator cap, I probably would do. Um, the, yeah. Okay. The, the thermostat, if it's working fine, it's it's working fine. 
All right. Sounds good. Appreciate All right. your advice. You, you bet. Guys. Appreciate the call. Thanks. Yeah, those can be just a pain. Yeah. 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 And we ran into ones, I think, on, what was it, the, an 08 Chevy pickup that uh, it's got a bleed on it. And when you get mm-hmm. one, an, an aftermarket, the bleed hole is too big. You yeah. Got, you you got to have a, a specific orifice in there in yeah, order for the heat. it wants some restriction. Yep, it wants some restriction. It's kind of interesting. And otherwise, that GM, heat, I think, they're the only cars I've ever seen do that. V8s, they have them in the radiator. Like the Ecotech mm-hmm. has that yep. uh, port coming off the top of the upper hose. Yep. GM used to have uh, orifices in the heater hose in order to, mm-hmm. if you got too much flow through the heater core, it wouldn't it heat up. It cooled off, yeah. It cooled off. You had to have a little bit of a restriction in the heater hose. Uh, yeah, I think that comes from replacing the heater hose. And uh, next thing, you, you had heat, don't have heat. What's going on here? Yeah. You always take just a big, giant step backwards and say, what did I just do This created this problem? And that right. usually helps you solve your problems. Yeah. All right, 558-1110s and numbers to get in. Uh, we're going to be back in a minute. The Mr. Mechanic Show is brought to you by Buchanan Service Center. Call to schedule your appointment today at 402-393-2722. All right, we are back on the Mr. Mechanic Show. 558-1110 is the numbers to get in. We're Buchanan Service Centers at 80th and Dodge, 50th and Dodge, guaranteed brakes, 49th Avenue and Dodge. Stop in, see us. We'll help you get your car back on the road. We're going to head over to John. He's got a Ford Explorer, 2000 Ford Explorer. Well, that's an old one, John. Still running. How are you doing? Yeah, um, good. Great. Uh, I've got this... Uh, a real simple question, I believe, but just I thought you guys would be more exposed to know if it where it where I should be looking. I uh, I had the gas springs that hold the hood up. Mm-hmm. The hood came down in the cold weather because I realized in cold weather the things shrink. Yep. And the problem is now thinking I shouldn't have probably messed with it. Wait, it got to warmer weather because it's just with the age, it's a, it's a two thousand, and uh, it. So I bought some online some gas springs, and I put it, replaced many gas springs for this this for different vehicles from hoods on cars. I got like nine vehicles, and I have a business, and uh, for back of camper shells and everything else had no problem. But I bought from this one man that has a different manufacturer, I suppose, and I did it in the coldest time of the year. And I did the normal thing where you put your little screwdriver in and raise that clip up so it 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 clears the ball on the on the vehicle. Sure. Took the original one off, had no problem. Went to put lift the other one up. Just started to raise it, and they were brittle right at the bend, right at the very bend, exactly the same spot on both. I bought actually they came in a pair, and they cracked. The one cracked. Probably should have gone and warmed them up, but I didn't. Maybe that would have helped a little bit, but I raised the other one up just a little bit, started raising it up, and that one broke. So now it's dangling there, and I contacted the manufacturer, the person I bought it from. I said, do you have a problem with the clips on this? Uh, and right away he asked me, he says, uh, maybe, he says, and he gave me a refund. And uh, I so I got a good grass spring dangling underneath this. Uh, Explorer hood. The top one's okay. It's hooked up. The bottom one don't have a clip on it. My question is, have you guys ever had 
ever heard anybody in all the years with being in the automotive industry where a person can actually they make different sizes, I realize, because the the factory ones are different uh, diameter than the other sides where I could take that old clip in and maybe buy a couple clips or a box of six or 12. Uh, no, I've never had one break. Um, I do the same thing you do. You just pop the clip up a little bit, pull it out, put the new one in, done. You know? Um, the only... The only uh, I don't know what they sell pieces and parts to. No, things. the only parts that you, yeah, the only thing that you, you run into sometimes is you get a, uh, one in the trunk for one that should be in the in the uh, hood, and those don't fit quite right. But they're all plastic. Anything is possible when it gets super cold out like that. I mean, oh, the cars whine and make all sorts of noise and creaking and groaning when it's that yeah, cold. Yeah, it's a whole new vehicle. Yeah, it's a whole new vehicle. But no, I've not had any of that. If you know. I would probably just go down to the salvage yard, a 2000 Ford Explorer, and uh, go find one with the hood yeah, the, and take a couple of those. I always do that, and then somebody tells me you should have went over to, you know, Fastenal or Granger or somebody yeah. and found out they'd probably sell them in a package of six. And I thought, well, a, a shop would know if they've ever had one that flew in the air or they had something that they may know that heard through the grapevine well, and separate. I've had a break before. I've had those metal clips break before, but you got a, you got two new ones on the new part and you got two old ones on the old part. So I've always been able to have what I need right there if I if I have a problem. So Yeah, well, see mine mine's a, a different diameter cylinder on the other one. Yeah. On the old version, the one I'm replacing. Well, you, got, you got a refund on them. Did, did you go get a new pair and put them on? No, I figured, geez, I got two new ones. If I can find that just two clips and spend yeah. some time, then I will. Then yeah, I, can I don't think that they said. I've never no. seen those clips. I've never seen them, the clips in the aftermarket. Of course, I've never looked for them either, but yeah, I, I, I would. I would take what you got, a new one, go down to you poet and walk around a little bit, see if you can find some. Boom, you got. Uh, I spend a lot of time down there, so yeah. For three, I'll do why pay the admission to walk around just for crazy clips if somebody's got them in a in a shop or I can buy a buy some and put them on the shelf. Yeah. So no. I just thought you might have had that. Nah, we don't have a clip. Uh, not for that anyway. And then uh, Kyle. Yeah. Uh, last week I talked to you about my hybrid that. Just died my 20, uh, 2020 hybrid. It's sure. still under warning. Yeah, and it died. And I want to tell you that uh, we're they've taken the car. This vehicle just Bob. What happened is like my car twelve times. It's come up to now. It goes along in the road and it says it's got a it's a hybrid and it says hybrid system shut down. And it's parked within park. It says put in P. You put it in P and you jam it back and forth and you can't get it to go. One time, I don't know if it was just me, I slammed my door on my car and all of a sudden the thing started to uh, it turned back on. But I don't know if it was a slamming. Had a mechanic come and we were slamming. He slammed it back into drive and slammed it forward. He slammed it back into drive and the key wasn't even there. The car started running. We were talking. It ran for a couple of minutes and it shut off. It's got a mind of its own and now it's dying when you're going down the interstate. So I called Toyota and the thing told them it's unsafe. They said they've never heard this before. They so I took screenshots of it exact time it happened, and they have. Uh, they said that was uh, worth a million dollars. I've done it now three times, 
And so they're taking that and going back into the computers and looking at it. They can't figure it out. They may have to end up, they said, give me another vehicle. Because well. it could be on down the road. Well, They've already they communicated back to me and told me that it's under review right now. Sure. Well, I'd push, so. for, I'd push for a new car. Yeah. Yeah, that's what we're right now. I said, no, they said, we might buy you out. And I said, I don't want you to buy me out. You probably won't give me the right amount of money. I said, give me a new car, and I will pay you for the 20,000 miles I drove it. Even though it was frustrating miles all these times, stranded and things, yeah. at least I, I used it. Yeah, but at least, so, at least you get rid of the problem, and that's what you're after. That's so. right. I appreciate well, it. Guys, I appreciate it. I listen to you every week, but thank you for everything. You, you bet. You bet. I appreciate the call. Yeah, cars are goofy. They're going to get goofier with all the electronics, just like the uh, the one earlier with changing the battery. Ah. Yeah. What are we going to do? All right, we're going to take a quick break in the Mr. Mechanic Show. We'll be back in a minute. The Mr. Mechanic Show is powered by Buchanan Service Center, 79th and Dodge and 50th and Dodge in Omaha. Oh, no. Uh, are we stuck in the cold? I told you we should have taken the car to Buchanan Service Center. They can get any vehicle ready for winter weather conditions, from tires to brakes and shocks to routine maintenance. Well, then, I guess we'd better call Buchanan Service Center now. This is Katie, the owner of Primrose School of Legacy, West Maple, and La Vista. Here is a testimony from one of our own Primrose parents. Our family's experience has been incredible at Primrose Legacy. The teachers and staff are so welcoming and caring, and our kids are excited to go every day. It's given our daughters a space to grow developmentally and has more than prepared our oldest to start kindergarten successfully. To learn more about our program and what we offer, visit primroseschools.com. That's primroseschools.com. When you're shopping for windows and doors, only use the best. Marvin Windows and Doors. Stronger, more durable, and more efficient. That's why we carry Marvin Windows and Doors at the Window and Door Store. Come check out what we have to offer today. Financing is always available. MarvinWindowStore.com. Looking for top-notch personal protection? The Smith & Wesson Equalizer is here to level the playing field. Easy to rack slide, easy to control ergonomic grip, it's designed for you. With a 10, 13, and 15 round magazine included, size up for better control or size down for easier concealment. Don't miss out on the opportunity to upgrade your safety. Visit your local dealer now. To learn more about the Equalizer, visit smith-wesson.com. Smith & Wesson, empowering Americans. All capacity sizes may not be available in your jurisdiction. Be sure to check your local laws and regulations. Prescriptions require an online consultation with a healthcare provider who will determine if appropriate restrictions apply. See website for details and important safety information. Subscription required. Price varies based on product and subscription plan. Hey guys, did you know there's a generic form of Viagra that works just the same, but is 95% cheaper and you can get it online? Go to hymns.com joy. Through HIMSS, you'll get a free medical consultation, discreet shipping if prescribed, and the process is 100% online. To start your free online visit, go to HIMSS.com joy. That's H-I-M-S.com slash J-O-Y. Clay Travis and Buck Sexton are right here. Weekdays from 11 to 2 on News Radio 1110 KFAB. We are back at the Mr. Mechanic Show. Getting towards the end of another hour, another car repair filled hour. Tell you what, I just had some articles here that you know we just use it to fill time. And uh, here's this has happened at the uh, University of Nebraska. You know we 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 pioneered some engineering down there. And remember, just when, the crash test thing I've been crash on test. TV? Yes, yes. 
Well, you know, they it, should sell tickets to that because I want to sit there and watch this. Yeah, it's it, you can see it. I kind of watched it on the internet where this uh, it was a Rivian, but any kind of uh, you know electric car, electric truck went through the guardrail at a blazing speed. I think the guardrail. Oh, it was awesome to see. Yeah, I wish it, I was there. Like it might have just been a rubber band for as quick as it went through, but uh, you know, it's seven thousand pounds and it just went blasting through everything so that's gonna be a problem i mean and and everything we have on the road is not i mean this was a straight on shot but still it's uh everything's quick and as we know bigger and faster and faster and heavier just goes through whatever else there is so Mm -hmm. and they pioneered the thing we learned that with the army tank yep yeah they go through everything So that's uh, something else to think about. When you know, when you're getting into a crash, not your cars come to a stop at a certain distance if they're going a certain speed. Uh, if you got a lot more mass, the, the rotating mass is going to have a tendency to stay in motion for a lot longer, which means you bet it does. Somebody's going to get hurt. That's just what it is. Yeah, I was watching that article on the news, and uh, yeah, they need to have bleachers and you know sell tickets to see this because yeah. I would go and watch it. Yeah, I mean, it'd be kind of interesting, wouldn't it? Just how how they get all that stuff. Yeah, and, and here's something that happened not too awful long ago. Uh, GM had a battery fire at, at one of their plants in Detroit. A million dollars worth of damage uh, took a hundred firefighters and two dozen trucks to, to put it out. Okay, <laughs> and the biggest problem here is that right, the uh, scorcher. Yeah, well, and it all, they figured it all happened from a forklift probably puncturing a, a lithium-ion battery pack, and that's where it all started. Because if you've ever punctured one of those, they just start on fire, like right now. Um, only one injured firefighter, he just kind of slipped outside, I'm sure, of all the foam. And uh, the biggest thing was that they were all exposed to a lithium-ion off-gassing of all these batteries that burn it up. Do any of them have any superpowers? Uh, yeah, and that say? can't be good. And the off-gassing <laughs> of that kind of stuff just cannot be good for you at all. Yeah. So we all know what a regular car battery smells like oh, when it starts melting down. It's terrible. Gosh, I don't want to be in the same state as no, that. No, no. <laughs> I've had a few of those that just sulfur out right right in front of you. You're scared to to do anything with it, but you got to get it uh, out of there. We had one. I think it was the last year that we pulled out like that. And we were all just kind of wearing our glasses and our helmets and everything else, welding helmet, trying whatever. That battery we stuck outside, and it was still half, uh, about 45 minutes later, half an hour to 45 minutes later, that battery was still hot. Yeah. So, yeah, you got to be careful. And so here's kind of an indicator. I thought this was kind of interesting also. Um, the, the EV sales um, in 23, and this is just a Ford deal, but the EV sales for Ford have gone down a little bit. I mean, they've gone about down about fourteen hundred cars that they that they from the height of everybody buying them to now that they're kind of starting to taper off a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, interestingly enough, the hybrids, the the gas electrics, sure, have jumped over three thousand. I can so, believe that. Yeah, they're they're starting to to go up there now. Your F one fifty has declined probably a point three decline in sales. Which We're is having just, meetings about that. I guess. Yeah, yeah, and just everybody got on the battery train, and everybody is is kind of heading that way, and they just got to go, got to go. And uh, so a point three is hardly anything. I mean, it's just not even moving the needle. The The Mustang Mach-E dropped by 50.7%. That's, That's significant. pretty significant. That's huge. 
That's huge. I, I have read it, done a lot of reading over the years, and it seems like if we're going to go here, we need to go gas electric. Um, your That's the only way that makes sense. Yeah. It's, I mean. And, and you may, hydrogen is very promising, too. But uh, it, we're just going too fast, too quick. And I, I think somebody forgot to kind of ask the public what would they want. What would they? What do they feel comfortable with? Because you know you've got consumer power. If you don't buy it, they're not going to build it. Yeah. So that's just part of how it works. So you know, it. it I know the firefighters and out there have having to go through different classes and different uh, techniques of how to put out lithium ion fires um, compared to what the old. Let's throw some water on it because we've we've. Maybe, yeah, I, I mean, this much voltage wasn't ever an issue to them. I mean, on a car, I mean, no. uh, in a house, maybe a house yeah. fire. But yeah. I mean, well, usually they and I've watched it usually because we had, you know, I, I've watched them, uh, the firefighters get out their axe and uh, put a big hole in the hood and then stuff the hose in the hood. Oh, they're going to get there and get power cut off to the <laughs> car. but <laughs> And then all of a sudden, whatever fire was going on is out. But that's in and uh, then it's pretty easy and off you go. So. All right, we got. Uh, we're we're going to try to do a quick call for. We got a uh, Patricia on the phone. Hi, uh, I just wanted to comment. I had heard that a single EV vehicle catching on fire that it had taken fifteen fire engines to put it out. And yeah, you're right. I don't think they've done enough research to know what's going to happen. It's like driving without headlights on a um, a midnight uh, dark. <laughs> yeah, it is, and and. When that one cell goes bad, it just it just multiplies again and again and again. And out of all those cells that are in, you can't stop it quick enough. And I don't they know, burn I, so hot. Yeah, they burn so hot, so fast, mm-hmm. so quick. And I I even seen one that was on a video that was uh, I think it was a Tesla, mm-hmm. and it was at a boat ramp, and something something happened there, and so they just backed it into the water. Right, it was it was completely flooded, <laughs> and it took a half an hour for it to to go distinguish so yeah it's it's, it's crazy exactly <laughs> yeah thanks guys you bet i appreciate the call all right another another week another another hour that went quick yeah yeah we solved them all yeah we got through it yeah. no overtime today <laughs> <laughs> all right 558-1110 is the numbers to get in next week. Call in early like you guys did this time. That way we can get to all the calls. We want to we want to answer all your questions out there in the Mr. Mechanic universe. So till next week, I'm Bob. Kyle. We'll see you next week. Meet Tom. He's a good guy. The kind of guy you invite over to watch a football game or call when you need a jump start. Between work and family, Tom's got a lot on his plate. But when he found out that saving lives is as easy as checking a box, he signed up to be an organ donor. Because good guys save lives. Get the facts on how you could someday save eight lives and see how easy it is to register at goodguyssavelives.com.